Welcome back folks to Two Bits One Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles and a sexy boy, Dan Masters, with my good friend, the doofus, and a man who in his mid-twenties fell for an April Fool's joke. Disco Will. Will, how you doing? Livid, livid, especially now that you've re-brought that up. That was not <laughs> an acceptable April Fool's joke. It wasn't. How unacceptable can it be if you fell for it? It clearly was very acceptable if it worked. It, right, right, so... For those who don't know, oh, this will be. I can't wait for this defence. Go on. <laughs> for those who aren't strictly monitoring mine and Dan's WhatsApp messages, so I'm sure you've all heard of coronavirus and how that's impacting a lot of things, <laughs> <laughs> including your ability to see things. But go on. I'm not fucking having this. Specifically, things in the sports world. So the the Premier League has been postponed for now, but we expect it's going to be finished at some point. Potential eventual champions, Liverpool have their manufacturer deal for their kit ends after this season. So currently with New Balance, they're going to go into Nightwood next season. So the rules in the contracts for kit kit manufacturers say the end of the you know, the 1920 Premier League season and they have to give it a date just for, for the sake of it. And they put that as the 1st of June 2020, which under normal circumstances would be absolutely fine. You'd be well clear, but Obviously, if we resume the season, it's going to go past that. So there's a bit of a legal confusion over who's going to do... You know, New Balance won't actually have the rights to the kit anymore, even though it's still that season. Long story short, someone put up a press release saying how Nike and New Balance are going to do a collaborative kit. They had a mock-up of the kit. It all looked perfectly fine, all well uh, well explained. And uh, I fell for it. I thought, I thought it was a true thing. And the reason why I think it was an unfair <laughs> April Fool's is because like it was a perfectly fine looking kit. It was a perfectly reasonable solution to the weird situation we're in. And also, we're in a, how can you do an April Fool's during a fucking global pandemic? Like anything could be fucking <laughs> happening. Do, do you know what I mean? Sometimes all we have is laughter, you know. I do, yeah, I, I appreciate I appreciate jokes and stuff like that. But to, to pull a pull a ruse on someone is like, mate. I, of course I believed it. Like. I'm sorry, that defence does not stand with no, me at I'm, all. I'm just I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. I was uh unfairly taken advantage of. <laughs> I didn't have a question this week, but I did there is something I noticed was that I'm enjoying seeing all, all these NHL players actually at home spending time with their kids. I think it's quite funny that I'm sure the mums are just kind of said, you know what? I've been doing this myself now for two years. You could fucking have him for three months. I'm going to bed. I'll see you later. Yeah, rightly so. Rightly so. I can't fucking imagine. How bad must it be to be to be like, you know, the other half of an NHL player when you've got kids? Like there's always oh, that thing of terrible. We see like Dustin Brown has got like five kids. So what are you doing, mate? <laughs> we, we, uh, how are you having five kids and you're like, right. See you in uh, see you in seven months off. So, I know. You just know. You just know when they get on that plane. So yeah, say Dustin Brown gets on that plane to fly to, on the way to Buffalo or something, and he must be on that plane just thinking, oh, thank fuck, thank fuck, I'm on this plane and not at home with them kids, <laughs> because it sounds like hell. Players must just, if you know you're going to have a long NHL career, must just not give a shit about getting their partner pregnant. Must not give a fuck at all, because because you you have no responsibility towards them. It is crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. I mentioned this on one of the first ever shows we did. There's a like a little a document, not kind of a documentary, but just a look at one of the teams. 
and they were in a they lost five straight or something. And the the NHL player, I can't remember who it is, but the NHL player sat at the kitchen table, and his wife's in the background, and she says something along the lines of, "You know, he thinks he's got it tough. I'm sat here looking after like three kids under four Mate, every I'm day." Cer- I'm certain that's Dustin Brown. I'm, is it I'm Dustin Brown? Yeah, Maybe it is Dustin Brown. And he says, and he just looks at the camera and says something like, "We've lost five straight." Does she not understand? <laughs> Like, mate, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you not get it? <laughs> Self-entitled prick. You so serious. Does she not get we've lost five straight? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Forget these little people I've created. <laughs> yeah, these these humans that I'm responsible for. Yeah, it's mad. And you just know, you just know some of them have only had kids because they just kind of went along with the idea. I mean, I'm sure some of them wanted kids. I'm sure some of them, when they're home, are great parents and they take all the load off their wives and they say, you know what, honey, you go and chill out. Go and have a bath for a week. I've got a, you know, it's the bye week. We'll go on holiday or something. I'll make sure you're taken care of. But I'm sure some of them were just like, I don't know, should we have some kids then? And the wife kind of went, yeah, okay then. Because <laughs> then he's thinking, well, yeah, we will, because I won't be here for half of it. So <laughs> good luck. And it's not even like just about being at home or on the road or whatever because even when you're playing games at home you have to be on such a strict schedule as an, as an NHL yeah. it's basically a 24 hour a day job you you could have a four week homestand and you're still like <laughs> right up at six get to the rink for my hours massage and then my fucking painkiller shot and then practice until 11 then come home and sleep then have a meal then go back to the rink and then come home at like after midnight I can imagine two players talking and, and one says to the other one oh man the little kid's not doing too good. He's got colic. He was up all night. Oh, was he? Oh, Dad. How'd you come in this morning then? Well, I didn't get up, did I? The wife got up. I'm not getting up. I had to be in here at seven. You know, mental. <laughs> she can look after him. It's not my <laughs> job. <laughs> it's like, how, oh, how, how are your kids doing? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to text my wife and <laughs> find out. Let me check her Instagram. <laughs> Do you know what, though? I, can, I, I totally understand that kind of going along with life because you think that's the next logical step because i was before i met sarah i was engaged before because i've been going up with this girl for three years and i just thought well yeah i guess we should get married then it's, it's what you do, it wasn't yeah. i was yeah it wasn't i was desperate to get married i just thought well i guess we've been together three years I sh- we should probably get engaged right it just seemed like the next step it'd be it'd be rude not to yeah and you just know, like, some of these NHLers now are probably playing with their kids thinking, oh, wow, you guys are pretty cool. Oh, no way. <laughs> you guys are fun. This is this is exciting. Are you guys <laughs> always like this? Yeah. <laughs> just, I can imagine, I can imagine the absolute eye-rolling that's going on with some of those wives and girlfriends. Does he always make this much mess? <laughs> the wife's just like, oh, fuck, fuck you. I hate you so much. <laughs> where, are, where do we keep the wet wipes? <laughs> yeah. Why can't he feed himself? Like, what's he? I don't understand. Does he not get what a spoon is? He's, he's been around for two seasons now. <laughs> he's putting a bit of weight on. I think he needs a bit of a conditioning stint. What do you think? <laughs> send him, send him into the yard and do some laps. <laughs> That's the thing as well. Like, under normal circumstances, they come back into these kids' lives in the summer and they're also fucking millionaires. So, yeah. I was like, not a. Obviously, it doesn't matter how much money you've got, kids are going to be hard, but if there's ever an easy way to do it, it's it's seasonal work when you've got millions in the bank. Yeah, that's true. And you know as well, on the other side, I bet some of these wives and girlfriends already hate their husbands or boyfriends being at home. I bet some of them are just like, I wish you'd just leave. 
please leave. Get back out there. You are under my feet. You are doing my head in. Because they just, some of the, especially the players who are older, the wives and girlfriends have been used to those guys not being there sort of three or four days a week. So they're kind of into their own routine with life. And now here comes this fucking bumbling idiot. He's probably had 17 concussions in his career. Just like spilling milk everywhere, dropping things on the floor. Just like, where are my keys again? What's happening? And the wife's just like, oh my God, you're such an idiot. I hate you. <laughs> Superstar NHL player. Can't carry a glass of milk from the fucking kitchen to the living room. <laughs> Mate, if I told you, if I conducted a player's poll and I told you that half of them couldn't carry a drink from one room to another without spilling it, would you be surprised? No, you wouldn't, would you? You wouldn't, would you? <laughs> no, because the poll would just come back with Carey Price, 55%. So that wasn't a question, boys. Christ. Right, right. We're going to start the show and then we're going to get into this in a sec because oh, <laughs> i got something to say. God's sake. All right. Right, so do you know what? I've actually got a couple of scratches this week. Some of these, some segments are still alive. One of them this week was definitely scratches for me. Uh, I'm going to just say something. This is just a couple of things that I'd noticed that were kind of getting, you know, we'll get into these couple of little bits, but I'm going to, I'm going to call them scratches because it was something that was annoying me. Why is that player poll even a thing? Why do they even do it? It's so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. The best way to now to cover the player poll is just completely ignore it and not talk about it. Because nothing, it's, it's, ugh, Carey Price is the best goalie. God almighty. Great player, <sighs> what can I say? What can you say? Well, amazingly, the consensus is that one of the best goalies in the league is John Gibson, not even in the top five. And neither of the Stanley Cup goalies were in the top five, which is just amazing. Amazing. It's... Jesus Christ. These these guys just don't know what they're talking about is a problem. Well, they're just we're going to get into this in a minute, but they're just robots, aren't they? They have no they have no original thoughts or any, or anything of their own. And now it's going to be once Kerry Price retires, then it'll be it'll be Vasilevsky for then the next eight nine years, which no, is fine because he's really good. That. But then there's a point where he'll be terrible, and it'll still be Vasilevsky because that's just what everyone's heard for the past eight years. So he must be the best. Who's Who's the best trash talker? Brad Marchand, Drew Doughty. Who's the worst trash talker? Brad Marchand, Drew Doughty. What? Christ. That, that, that one's a weird one because it's like so subjective. Because, you know, say, say you're just... particularly thin-skinned or whatever, you should be like, ooh, Brad Marchand sounds like a twat. When really you could just be tearing your new arsehole with some yeah. really good jokes, but you're just a fucking petty little shit about it. You know what it is? I was listening to. I actually listened to Thirty One Thoughts early this week. I normally don't listen, I normally don't listen to shows till after we finish recording because I don't want to be influenced by any other shows. But they had a guest and they said to him, "Who would you like to be stuck with in quarantine? Who would you not like to be stuck with in quarantine?" And he answered the question, "Who would you not like to be stuck with in quarantine?" And he answered a former, like an ex-player, an ex-teammate, and he said, "Yeah, we just didn't really get on. We had nothing in common. We just didn't kind of gel. Like, you know, I maybe spoke for him for twenty minutes my entire life. We just didn't kind of see eye to eye." And Elliot was like, oh my God, you actually answered that question. I'm st- and you actually said, I'm quite surprised you answered that question. I'm thinking, yeah, because all hockey players say is just the same old, who do you not like to get stuck with in quarantine? Oh, I don't know, all the guys are pretty cool, really. 
maybe this guy, because sometimes he cuts his toenails in weird places. And you just think, oh, God, shut up. Just You're all so boring. It's against my better judgment. I'm kind of starting to enjoy players like Kevin Hayes, like Travis Konechny, specifically the Philadelphia Flyers, because I watched a couple of their <laughs> behind-the-scenes stuff, and they're just fucking funny little bastards. It's all very jockey. It's all borderline chicklessy, and you know that behind closed doors they are very much of that barstool sort of style. But what you see, because it's so well curated by the PR team, is just like funny guys ribbing on each other. And that's quite refreshing to see compared to, you know, like your fucking, your Taveses, your Sids, like whoever, your McDavid's, whoever it might be. That's like you say, just a hockey robot with no personality whatsoever. Like we said before, hockey more than any sport to me is the closest thing to, in sports world, being in the army. It's so enshrined, it's so close-knit, it's so insular. Don't step on the logo, whatever you do. I can't say anything bad about anyone ever because we've been at war together. And I just think, oh Christ! I mean, the fuck, what the fuck's wrong with you? Just have a bit of, I don't know, have a bit of something. And the players' poll should be actual. Just make it, and just make it anonymous as possible. Genuine questions: Who do you hate? Not who's the best trash talker, who's the worst trash talker. Who do you genuinely dislike? If they were, if someone's house is on fire and they were inside, who would you leave in there? That's what I want to know the answers to. But on the other side of it, this guy's got a problem with his kidneys. Who would you give a kidney to? Who is the guy? Like you think, oh my God, this guy deserves all my money, all my energy, everything I can ever give to him. Who's that guy? Make it at least interesting. Not just the same old shit boring answers. Who's the best forward? Great. You're, you're spot on there. Like, part of the problem is the content of the poll itself. You're yeah. giving stale as fuck questions to stale as fuck people. So surprise, surprise, you get stale answers. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's the same same questions every year as well. They just get a piece of paper, loads of tick boxes, tick, 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 off you go. I mean, do you think they actually give a shit? No, they don't. That's why some of the things, some of the things, I, I remember, I think Custance sat down with a few players and said, do you know who, which goalies you've scored on the most? That was kind of, in, that, like, something like that is interesting. To make them talk about players they've bested or things like that. That's more interesting than just, what do you think of this guy? He's okay. What do you think of this guy, though? Well, he's okay. Yeah, you're never going to get anything more than that for personality answers. No, not at all, not at all. All right, here's something else. Something that was, this kind of bugged me slightly this week. I think it's interesting that all these podcasts that are now recording remotely don't have the same sound qualities that we do. And I'm going to sort of, (laughs) this sounds a bit like, I get it. I'm going to pat us on the back slightly here, a la Barry Horowitz. And there's probably maybe one person who gets that reference. Fucking Jack the Biscuit over here. Shout out to Jack the Biscuit. But it does bug me slightly that we're just two goofballs recording in our houses. And I swear to God, I will never explain. If I ever get rich off this, I'll explain one day how we record these things because it's so fucking janky and low rent. But we've managed to find a way to make this show sound better than it's got any right to. Yet other podcasts, which is how they make money and how they put some, like some of them put food on the table... They can't put out a show without crackling, cut, cut out, delays, all that kind of stuff. I just think, like, I mean, how hard, how hard is it, really? I don't know. It just annoys me. I think it, I think it might have been thirty-one thoughts I was listening to that I had to turn off because it was so bad with their remote stuff. I don't think it was. It was something else. But yeah, I, I had had exactly the same thought this week. And part of it is just people not putting the effort in. But even so, I don't think you need to. There are plenty of podcasts that 
happily happily admit that they press record, they press stop at the end, and then just upload it, and it still sounds better than what some of these people are putting out. It's like they're actively trying to sound terrible. I don't get it. I get it when the old joke back in the day we used to talk about the uh, the PDO cast with Dimitri that he'd be sat in a cafe somewhere there'd be like people talk but that was different that's like ambient background noise and if I said oh me and Will are recording this in a cafe or in a fucking shopping centre or something then you know what you're going to get but when some of them are saying oh god please keep supporting the show like well I'd love to if I could actually listen to it and not think like do you not do any editing at all like what else are you doing with your day there's nothing else to do that is one of the things of why I'm still listening to 31 Thoughts is that clearly Armel Delich is an amazing producer. I mean, he does he does an exceptional job. And I notice those. I notice the things that he does once we finish a show. I spend more time editing the show than I do recording the show because I want it to sound good for people. I don't want people listening to think, oh, God, this is just fucking low rent and bullshit, which it is. But that's the content, not the audio quality. Uh, <laughs> Once the shit hit the fan with all this stuff and everyone was doing podcasts remotely, I was just thinking, can't you even work out how to put out like decent sound quality? It's, it's, especially as like, that's the whole point. Like You don't need to be in the fucking same room as each other to do a podcast. That's the thing, isn't it? You would think like a, a podcast is something that shouldn't be affected by this at all. Even if you do record in the same room normally, you don't have to, but there's still a way to make it like, sound as though you're stood next to each other. I don't know if uh, people have heard of this wonderful invention called the telephone. <laughs> Fucking revolutionary. Hey, yeah. Let's not give any of our secrets away either. <laughs> <laughs> what it is, what it is, is we plug a telephone into a tape recorder and then uh, get a get an iPhone and use the recording function on that to record the tape. And that's it. I've actually got, I've got two, I've got two ghetto blasters set up next to each other, and I have to push record on the tapes at the same time. <laughs> If I don't do it, the whole show's messed up. The other thing was, all right, this was the worst one. Do you know what I say to you all the time? I try so hard to not let little things bother me. But sometimes little cracks just Still. just appear. And these little things just find their way in and just burrow into my brain. A, a for what? effort, E for attainment, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I've missed something. The push-up challenge. Are we saying that I'm nominating a professional sportsman to do 10 push-ups? Is that what we're doing? Depends who the professional sportsman is, though. All right, fine. Let's just take it this way. Forget sportsmen. Hockey players. We're betting professional hockey players can't do 10 push-ups. That's what we're nominating, to, that's what we're nominating them to do. do reckon, this was their, this do was reckon, their idea. Do you reckon Big Buff could do, a, do 10 push-ups right now? Yeah, probably on one arm. I think he could do 10 one-handed push-ups, genuinely. Do you know what this showed, right? This shows, and you can tell, NHLers are so conditioned to being told what to do by every single person around them. Because after seven days in isolation, the best and most fun thing they could come up with is push-ups. Brilliant. And it all comes full circle as how boring. I can't I can't imagine it. Like if, if anyone ever asked me that, oh, who would you not want to be isolated with in the NHL? It's like fucking any of them. Absolutely any of them. <laughs> That's so true. I will take three months all on my own. Thank you very much. Before I sit with an NHLer who just sits there and goes, oh, "Could uh, could you do ten push-ups?" And I just think, "Oh God, okay. I hope this. I hope these ten push-ups give you a fucking aneurysm." Just fucking go outside. Either I would take the COVID or go to jail. One, one or the other. Either is more appealing than spending time with an NHL player. And they're all. This is the thing as well. They're all just doing regular push-ups. 
None of them none of them are like, oh, do you know what? I'll do it on my knuckles to show off. I'll do it on my fingertips to show off. I'll do handstand press-ups to show off. No, just regular pre- just regular push-ups. There's nothing. Not even, I did them on the roof of my house. I did them on my car. <laughs> I don't know anything. Don't nope. Don't Is, can you do Nepalese 10 push-ups? What do you want from them? Do you, do, you wanna, do you really want to see a video of, I don't know, David Pasternak uploading a video of him getting kicked in the ball about 10 times and just firming it? <laughs> Is that what you're looking yes. for? Yes. Yes, I do. How about, how about I don't know, Colin Miller builds a marble run, watches Keith Kincaid discusses astrophysics, inside 9-11 conspiracy with Mike Sullivan. No. What do we get? Push-ups. Just some push-ups. Shout out to Elias Petterson for being the only human being in this league. There's been maybe two or three, hasn't there? That's it. God, they're so conditioned. They're so conditioned. And this is just, this is such a silly little thing, but it was so obvious that... They're just so used to being told what to do for, by everybody that this is all they could think. This is all they could think of to do. Coronavirus has a higher death mortality rate than the NHL has comedy rate. <laughs> yeah, by like, yeah. it's like the power of a hundred, like by a factor of like a hundred. <laughs> There's maybe two or three NHLers that are kind of interested. Half a percent of every NHL player is funny. Not even half a percent. <laughs> Fucking push-ups, man. I ask you, push-ups. Mate, I'll, I'll tell you. Hockey might as well. Obviously, it isn't happening, but I, I don't know what's going on at all. You know what I mean? There's not. I'm, I'm completely disconnected from anything hockey related now. You know that that Sportsnet insider trading thing, where yeah, you know, like the four the four talking heads pretend to know what's going on inside the room. What Freeman Johnson, whoever it is, yeah, yeah. But somebody, I, I, somebody put on oh insider trading live now, and they're all doing it from their house. And somebody put on Twitter, they said something like, you know, I don't mean to, this isn't meant to be disrespectful, but I do not miss anything like this at all. Why did I ever watch this? It's not anything. And they're right. It's just people. It's just more people talking about what they think is going to happen in hockey. And you just realise, like, yeah, why do we need any of this? Just play the games, and we'll just watch the games, and <laughs> that's it. There are plenty of things that. There's an element of like we don't need to go back to doing doing it this way at all. Yeah, it's like if I if I never have to go into the office ever again, I would die a happy man. Yeah, yeah, no need that's to true. Save so much time, save so much money on petrol, etc., etc. Before we move on, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, YouTube, and the dark web. Don't forget as well to leave a five star <laughs> review because in these crazy times, wouldn't you like to cheer someone up a little bit, like me, please. <laughs> this part of the show is brought to you in conjunction with the fine team over at Wave Intel. During this time of strife, while away some hours by delving into your team's stats with easy-to-read comparison charts and look at the GM drafting tool kit to see how wasteful they've been. Then, if you don't like what you see, you can spend some more time writing some quality hate mail with all this free time you have. Wave Intel, online and on Twitter, giving you reasons to be angry at your GM. As of well, today, you can find Jason can teach you that Conor McDavid is not actually a very good player at all. <laughs> oh, God, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for reminding me that. I saw that Wyshynski article and I was like, oh, Greg, what have you done? You know what people are going to do, don't you? And he just, straight away, people were just, oh, Greg, do you actually think he's not any good? And I just thought, oh, God, who'd be, who'd be a hockey writer? Who'd be a hockey writer? I've said it a million times, hockey fans are the worst. They're the worst. Especially us. Especially us. Well, as we all know, McDavid was drafted for that reason. We, you know, you need a good 200-foot game from Connor. Imagine, well, imagine how good Gretzky would have been if he just backchecked a little bit. 
you know? You'd have been right. Can't watch him. He'd have been watch much him play right now. I haven't seen him in the uh, in the D zone much. Exactly. Exactly. Fraudulent. Fraudulent. I did only discuss last week's draft though. Because I put it out on Twitter for the world to judge us, and they did, which was good. But it was a very interesting reveal to me. Aside from two comments, one from friend of the show, Gillian Kemmerer, who I'll be honest, I did pander to by having some underrated Russians in there. And uh, at Zanderson underscore 84, who mentioned actual hockey play by talking about face-off wins uh, from Fedorov. Apart from those two comments, the only two players mentioned in the entire thing were Lidstrom and Hasek. And that was the sole reason people chose either team. And I thought that was absolutely fascinating. If, if I'd have managed to snag Hasek, Mate. I'd have been, I'd have been <laughs> Mate. laughing. Honest to God. You, yeah, you could have picked Lidstrom and Hasek and just absolute scrubs and you still would have won. <laughs> Did you, you took Hasek after I took over, didn't you? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because you took, you took Lidstrom and I, I thought you were taking Yaga. And I thought if he's taking Yaga, I'll take, I'll take Hasek. Because at least I've, then I've got the best goalie which is easy then, that's fine. I don't mind having the best goalie. And then Lidstrom or Ovechkin, I thought, well, you know, it's the best goal scorer ever, probably the second best defenseman ever. <laughs> but then when you took Lidstrom first, I thought, oh, like I said, I thought, oh shit, what do I do now? Now I have to take Yaga. I'd be stupid not to. But I, but it but it, it appeared like it didn't matter if I took Yaga or not. Nobody mentioned Yaga at all in any argument. I, I just, I, I find that amazing. But then when we when we teased it, his was the only name that came up. Yeah, I but just, then when it came to like, hey, here's the list, everybody. What would you think? It was either, well, I take this team because Lidstrom, obviously, or, well, you're mental. Like Hashek's on this team, you take that team, and that was it. I, no mention about Ov. No, no mention about Bure, Like Statsny, all these Forsberg, all these players that were amazing. Nobody gave a shit. It was Lidstrom or Hashek. That was it. I I reckon it would have been a a different situation if you would if I'd taken Hashek and Lidstrom and you had Ov and Yaga. Absolutely. You would have won in a landslide. Nah, nah. I think there'd have been more discussion. I think there'd have been a lot no more discussion. No way. No, nah, no way, you, dude. Nah, because you think as it stands, as it well, as it ended up, I ended up with Lidstrom and Ovi. You ended up with Ashley and Yaga. Yaga and Ovi yeah. are both phenomenal generational wingers, so they kind of cancel each other out. Then it's a question of what do you think is more, more valuable? One of the best defensemen of all time or one of the best goalies of all time? So that's where it's more of a... Nobody's going to be arguing between oh, Yaga or Ovechkin. That's, that's much more of a minutiae argument to be making rather than not saying that there are any surface-level arguments, but on the, on the face of it, you've got, right, do you want a D-man or do you want a goalie? So it's like, it's easier to sort of draw sides there, isn't it? I suppose. But like we, like, I mean, like we said last week, though, we put we really did think a lot about that draft, didn't we? We both did. I, I said to you, like, I thought really long and hard about who I would pick and try and pick where and positions and all that kind of thing and in the end the consensus was it didn't matter you had a good goalie so you win <laughs> that was it <laughs> is that it that's that's what we're boiling down to or oh, the best european team of all time was just do you prefer the defenseman or this this one defenseman or this one goalie that's what happens when you get legends involved though isn't it i guess so it just it just surprised me though that at no point nobody counted lidstrom with yeah, but imagine if like Prime Yaga was coming at him, or nobody counted Hashak with. Yeah, but imagine if you had Ovi like ripping power play shots at him. You know, would it would it translate? Would it be the same? Or, or even the players they were playing with? But imagine if like you know you've got Solani and Ovi and Makita on the same line against Hashak. Well, is he going to be that good then? Surely not. Or 
you know, Lidstrom's got, God, I can't remember I picked now, but Lidstrom's got Yarger and this guy and this guy coming at him. But no, it didn't, that just didn't, everything, every other player was just taken out of it. Nobody else cared about yeah. anyone else. It's, it's, it's very peculiar. It's really very peculiar, isn't it? Really interesting. Super interesting. All right. Let's get to this week's. See if we Thanks can to... develop as, as much of an argument about it. I don't know. I don't know. It's again. It's going to devolve. It's going to devolve into a tactical mess. I just know it is because of the rules we set in place for ourselves. All right. Thanks to fan of the show at Mel Steve for this idea. He suggested a decade draft. Players available who were drafted between 2010 2019. Will and I discussed this last week after the show, and decided that we needed a few little extra rules in place. Now I'm picking first because we'll pick first last time, and because I'm better looking. But me picking first, <laughs> me picking first causes a slight issue because it's not fair if I get first pick every time. So I, I would get the best. I would get the, to choose the best player every time. So we tweaked it a little bit. Obviously, once a player is picked, he's unavailable going forward. But also, once a player is taken from a particular year, that year is then unavailable until all the years in the decade have been chosen from. For example, if I take a player from 2016, neither of us can take a player from 2016 until all the years have been completed in that decade. And we thought this would make it a bit more interesting and a bit more tactical. There's a large choice of players available, so you must draft position specific. No drafting six left-sided D-men. There we go. Okay. That that positional thing got really hard with the more recent drafts. Yes, it did. <laughs> really hard. I think, which one was it? 2019 specifically, all of the forwards and centres. Just because like, there's that thing of, if, you, if you're good in junior, you play centre, and then you grow up a bit, you're not actually, you're not that shit as a centre, you'd, be you'd work better as a winger sort of thing. Yeah, you kind of yeah, you move to the outside. Yeah, so where a lot of these players are still playing in junior for the, like, the last couple of drafts, they haven't evolved enough to to turn into wingers yet. Should we get started? No surprises. Uh, I am taking from the twenty fifteen draft, selected number one overall. I will take Connor McDavid. See now, there was so much time put into this, <laughs> put into this draft. There are so many players here, and so much to think about. I don't necessarily yeah, know so, who I'm going to pick next. <laughs> yeah, so now, this is, the, again, to clarify the rules now, Will, Will and I can now not pick anybody from 2015. That's it now. That's out until every year, every other year has been chosen from. Yeah, until yeah. until we've done... Oh, mate, this is so... This was the opposite of last week. This first, this first overall was easy this week. That's an easy choice. Regardless, I don't care who it is, you take Connor. The second overall. Now this is already. I, I already still, it's getting tricky. I still think this is relatively easy. I think I know where you're going. Because I'm going to take from the 2013 draft, originally taken first overall as well. It's Nathan McKinnon. It's got to be done. Yeah. It's got to be done. I can't. Yeah. He's the second best player available, I think. <laughs> Looking at this massive list of players. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know how many players you've got. I've I've got, I've got about like 150 players here, <laughs> just you, to like try and really? cover. Well, I'm just trying to cover all, all right. eventualities. That's all I'm trying to do, mate. I've got 12 per draft, so yeah, I've got 120 players in front of me. There you go. Yeah, and I threw in a couple of extras just in case, just because I like to throw the odd curveball now and again, don't I? <laughs> oh, I'm buzzing when you say Tom Wilson next. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
you know what? He's not even on my list this time. <laughs> the from shade the, I'm throwing at Mr. Wilson. From the 2011 draft, originally picked in the fourth round <laughs> by the National Predators, Jimmy BC. <laughs> See, now I think, I think now there are two obvious choices. And I'm going to pick one, and you're going to pick the other one. You're but we did me... this last week, and it went totally wrong. <laughs> you're making me feel really stupid because I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, mate. Because especially where... So we'll just get a bit meta with this. A decade's a long time. A decade's a long time. So say a player drafted in 2010 is infinitely more established and has a longer track record and his track record is arguably a more proven better player than say a player taken in the 2017 draft who for the time being seems to be really good but maybe isn't going to turn out that way long term you know what I mean yeah I'm convinced all the choices are going to go 2010 to 16 and then we're going to round out with 17 18 19 that's just Mm -hmm. how I assume it's going to go because like you say there's more you've got more to kind of pick from haven't you thanks for the tip (laughs) (laughs) I don't know no, no, I, I, right. I, re- I really appreciate it. <laughs> okay, here's my next pick. 2014 draft, taken 25th overall. I am taking David Pasternak. Okay, okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Let me just fill in my uh, my sheet. And what position do you have David you... Pasternak playing? Right wing. Just so we're all, we're all on the same page. <laughs> what position have you got him playing? What's your kit, man? Why? Right wing. <laughs> What number does he wear? Oh, shit. This is so hard. This is so, so hard. I can't... I'm surprised this is t- I'm surprised now. I'll be honest. I'm surprised this has taken you this long. I, to me, there was a de facto top four. There really was Fuck. for me. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. From the 2011 draft, I'm taking the kitty coach off. There we go. There, there we is. go. There, there we there go. There he is. I found him. I found him. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's what, that was my... That, I had that as a top four. And I, that was to me again. That was a safe top four. Doesn't matter. Didn't matter which way you went with it. Centre, right wing. That's all done. This is this now. is a problem with my with my draft board layout. I've done it by year and by position. So at each position, I've got who I would pick in that position first. But I haven't got a list of who are the shit ups that I need to get. Oh, okay, okay. So I've done this. See, now I've got a decision. Now I've got a decision to make. Oh, fuck. oh shit. What are you? Uh, what position right, I'm are you going to do that? Leaning towards. That. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that. From 2010, taking overall number one, I will select Taylor Hall. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> what? That's mental. Why is that mental? That's fucking insane. He's a really, really good player. Nah, Who's nah. played on a? All his teams he's played on have been bad. Even the team he got traded to now that was a quote-unquote playoff contender is bad. They're not great. I love that. He's a really good player. All the teams he's ever played on have been bad. It's true, though. It's true. <laughs> I know. It's just the, the juxtaposition of it. He's really good. You're telling he's just, me... He's just always me, on bad teams. Is that, is are that you telling problem? me Alan Shearer wasn't an amazing striker because he never won a Premier League? No, he was amazing. He just played on bad, <laughs> bad team. Oh, sorry, he won it with Blackpool. So he played for two teams. One team, he, played, he won the fucking league. And the other Shit. one was his, was his hometown team. Where he was I'll have to leave that in as well. Legend. <laughs> I can't hide that either. I'll have to leave it in because I've got to be truthful to myself. Are you telling me 
<laughs> that Ryan Giggs is a bad player. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't care. I mean, he is Taylor Hall's a great player. He's a great player. Uh, yeah, he's a good player. There's a, I've, I've got a lot of good players written down here. I don't right. strictly think that. Right, go on then. Go on then. Let's see the next pick. Then go on. Well, <laughs> this is where I'm going. I don't like it. Um, oh my god! I just, I just. There's too much going on. It's, it's too much for me. I can't. <laughs> there's too much going on. Yeah, there is too much going on. It's, it's like splitting hairs. You know what I mean between players. My fucking brain. I've not helped myself here. I've not helped myself here by the way I've laid this out. It's shameful. I said to you last week, you need you need to talk to your scouting team. You need to bang some heads together. <laughs> They're not helping you here, are they? I wouldn't say so. Right, based on what's left, I'm going to go draft-wise. I'm going to take another centre. Oh, okay, so you're going there then. Okay, okay. I'm going yep, to say Austin Matthews from the 2016 yep. draft. Okay. I think after a couple of goes around, it'll make more sense. Austin Matthews, interesting. Okay, so we'll, okay, okay. What have we got left? We got the unsurprisingly, we got the 2012 draft left. We did. Uh, then, <laughs> so 12, 17, 18, 19. <laughs> unsurprisingly, uh, you know that draft we did a few weeks ago that was just involved piles of shit. That one's left. Oh, yeah, I'm stunned. Yeah. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> just what a surprise. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. I'm set. I'm set for this one. I think I know the two that I'm gonna pick between depending on who you leave for me this is tactical this is a tactical pick but i'm going to do this now because i know that after you've had your pick i can then pick from that side so that's okay oh that's that's interesting i'm very interested in this from 2012 taken 19th overall i'm taking andre vasilevsky okay okay fair enough i'll give you that that's probably for the best so now that means you can't take Tom Wilson. Ha, I did. You know, what I did to you. <laughs> you, you stuffed me there. Uh, he's not even on my list. <laughs> no, now Yakupov for you, my friend. Oh, God <laughs> damn it. Damn uh, it. Goalie. <clears throat> I didn't necessarily know we'd be taking goalie so soon. Uh, I'm gonna it was take... completely tactical. Completely tactical. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. It might help you again. Uh, I'm going to take a very predictable pick from the 2017 draft the best player drafted in that draft is Mira Haskinen congratulations yes okay okay I, th- I expected that I expected that it was either that or I was going to take a, a goalie from the 2019 draft just for just for pure you can't prove me wrong <laughs> picks <laughs> how do you know he's not a future what do, what, time what do you mean he's not you don't know that you don't know he's bad so yeah, I you have no idea I think I know who you're going to take it would make sense to me. Oh, really, fool? Okay. Mate, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hope. I hope you're not going to take this person. As much as I like that, I, I yeah, I've got to be. I, I, yeah. Oh, actually, from no, 2018. Yeah. Yep. 2018, selected seventh overall. I will take Queen Hughes. Yeah, there he is. Okay, nice one. Very good. I'm slightly perturbed that you're not laughing in my face yet, as you seem to do with most of my drafts. I'm very. It appears I'm doing my job the way you would do yours, which is kind of annoying to me. I, I already laughed at you for taking Taylor Hall. Is that not enough? I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, I'll take it for now. I'll take it for now. Mate, I'll, I'll tell you the only because I started doing it one way and changed my changed my layout. 2010 is the only draft that I had in some sort of order of players I would take, and he okay. was seventh. Okay. 
that's Don't partly down to ta- this is a tactical game as much as anything else. That, that's the thing. So I've got I've got players in that top seven who I don't think are better players than Hall, but it's like oh shit, if shit hits the fan, I'm gonna need There's gonna, that here's the thing. There's gonna be some absolute quality as well that's not gonna get taken at all. And people are gonna say, Why don't you just take this guy? <laughs> well I couldn't, the rules of the game. It's like I couldn't break the rules. So I've got a take from 2019 though, yeah? You do indeed. Okay. Oh, mate, no. Oh, I don't... It's only just hit me that this is going to take up a roster spot. It's not like I can have a 13th forward or something like that. Yeah, this is it, yeah. This, yeah, this is why this was, this is why this was a good oh, idea. This was this... your idea as well, which I did like. It oh, is a good idea. I've absolutely fucked myself here, haven't I? Um, uh, from the 2019 draft taken second overall by the New York Rocky Rangers... It's Capo Caco, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I'm penciling okay. him in straight in in that fourth line spot. Fourth line. <laughs> I'm also I'm also making line. sure I take stock of what we've got on each team now. Sorry, I thought I did something wrong then. Christ. All right. So we've gone we've gone all the way around now, haven't we? All the way around. The whole board is back full open. These these drafts are like a fucking losers board game. It's really good. I really like it. I love it. I love it. Okay, what have we got in terms of that? Oh, God. On this week's (laughs) six-hour episode of Two Brits, One (laughs) Thug. This is why last week's show got cut down so much. It just Honestly, it was so much of us just going, ah, ooh, hmm, what about this guy? Even this isn't going to make it into the show, because we're thinking. (laughs) I was just talking out loud while I'm thinking. When I was in the show the other day, I was doing doing the draft, and I was dicking about so much that I got down to, like, three seconds left and I just had to fucking pick a player I still I always use my timeouts in the draft I always use them because I just Wait, end up uh, thinking to, I, messing around too much like, actually, I need to use a timeout I need to use a timeout oh hang on a minute I just thought of something you should go net you should go first on this round oh you think so what is like a snake draft kind of thing yes because if you don't you'll end up getting 2019 again at the end won't you oh that's a good idea oh that's very kind of you it really is yeah so it's only fair it's only fair because when right. I, you know, then when I beat you again, I can laugh at you properly, and you can't have an excuse. Right, yeah, go on. It. You know I love a good <laughs> excuse. Uh, I'm going to take this man because I feel like I need to, or else I'm going to run into some issue later, later down the line. From the 2011 draft, I'm taking the most underappreciated man in the world, Adam Larson. No, it's John Gibson. It's John Gibson. Oh, you bastard! I thought I've, I've got to because there ain't. Are there any colleagues that play in the NHL that are any good? I don't think there are. <laughs> Yeah, Kerry Price, he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are, but no one ever talks about how good they are for some reason. As I said to you, Will, neither of the Stanley Cup Finals goalies, who were both amazing last year, didn't make it into the top five in the players' poll. <laughs> Fucking what? I, I don't know what your list looks like for this, but uh, there are four goalies worth... T- uh, no, I'd say there are three goalies worth taking. Oh no, four, four actually. No, no there's four. There's four. There's definitely there's, four. There's four standouts that you should take, and then. Oh yeah, I'm starting to wonder whether I've taken the wrong one. There's four standouts you should take, then there's two that you like, yeah, and then two that are, well, in a pinch, <laughs> and then one maybe, and then the rest are 2017 onwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then there's yeah, there's just nothing after that. Ah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna draft purely on need. Because I need to, I need to at least do something here. Nobody's taking a right D, which is interesting. Oh, that's about to change, my friend. Because oh, okay. from the 2010 draft, Ooh. selected 131st overall, I shall be taking John Klingberg. Oh, you 
absolutely, I can't, I can't be angry at that. That's beautiful. Thank you very much. I mean, you've made, you've made the wrong decision, but fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. That's worked out swimmingly because from the 2013 draft, I think he was taken fourth. I'm going to take Seth Jones. Oh, okay. I am surprised by that a little bit. I oh, thought that... there was somebody else you would have taken first. Well, I don't like that. I don't. I don't like that. Oh, you fucking idiot, Will. Well, there's someone else I would have thought you'd have taken. All right, okay. I think, <laughs> I think, we've, I th- I think we've we've both made I- idiots of ourselves here. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, oh, interesting. Very interesting. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. The right D position is still in a in a solid situation. Right, so what have you what have you got left to pick from? You've got twelve, obviously. The t- 14, naturally. 15, 16, and then 17, 18, 19. Where's he gonna go? Where's he gonna go? If I don't take him, what's left there? Oh, I don't want to load up on that if side. I take that. If you're there, would you go there though? Maybe not. As we say all the time, I am not taking this player because I believe they're, what, the 12th or 13th best player available. I'm taking them purely to at least have some more kind of cover on this side of this position. From Ooh. 2014, number one overall, I'll take Aronek Blad. Right, D. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Here we go. Aronek Blad's a terrible player. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I'm not saying he's terrible. But... I'm, I'm fucking taking him. I'm, I'm taking him. I'm taking him, and I'm taking him again. From the 2016 draft, I'm taking Charlie McAvoy. You fucking idiot. That's fine. It was. What? what? No, it's not fine. You're meant to be angry with that. Why? Because McAvoy is much better than Eggblad. Again, well, much better. Are we yeah, to, like, it's, it's, it's definitely much better than Eggblad. It's light. It's light years, is it? Yeah, I did. Completely different different league, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking McAvoy's out here playing 4D chess. Eggblad doesn't deserve to sharpen McAvoy's skates. See, now I'm starting to think that you've taken Eggblad in a way to like get my temper flared. So I take like, <laughs> revenge picks like Charlie McAvoy. <laughs> well, I'm going to say Brandon Carlo next. <laughs> Danton Heinen. <laughs> You're just gonna yeah. You've just got the whole Bruins team. <laughs> yeah, how do you like that? Dan? Drafted from like 2010 onwards. Christ, now here's right. I'm a, a Sophie's choice here. Jesus, I'm going 2015. Yeah, I think I've already fucked myself. Should have taken him. Do you know what? I looked at some of these drafts. Fuck it. Some of them are so deep, and then some of them are just dross. Like, some of them outside the top 10 or 15. You think, Jesus Christ, who are any of these players? And then some of you just think, God, does this draft ever end? Like, These are all excellent. Right, 2015, I will take... I'll take the good Ontario boy. I'm taking Mitch Marner. Oh, there have been some very interesting choices on your end. <laughs> there always is. I'm a wild card, Will. You know it. You fucking are a wild card. Mate, you're out there. You're out there. So, we've got 12 left, and then 17, 18, 19... Yeah, see, not so fucking easy when you got the ball, is it? <laughs> it's just, just Mister. I can't believe you've taken this play. I like right. I've well, got no, no. Mitch Marner right wing, my second line right winger, and you're like, ooh, that's a bit of a surprise. No, but you've, <laughs> what? You've, you've got to think Mitch that, Marner. 
there are there are players that I would take that I can't take. You know what I mean? So that's why oh, I that's, agree. That's where it gets not confusing, but you get restrained, and then you decide. Yeah, you do. This is why. This is why you are. This was why your idea was a very good idea. It was a much better idea to do this than to just pick anyone you want from any year, because then it just gets silly. It's yeah, too it easy. Then too, we needed some challenge. Yeah, we needed some challenge to it. I hope I'm gonna not regret this, but I'm gonna take from the 2017 draft. Selected fifth overall, it's Elias Pettersson, the funniest, the only human being still playing in the AHL. That would have been my next pick, honestly. Okay, good. I'm glad. Although you've now got three centres, so that's interesting. That's not, I don't think that's a bad situation to be in, though. I thought he's very good. There are going to be so many players in that 2015 draft that are going to be left on the board just because we can't take him. Yep, just because you can't take him. And uh, 11 as well. 11 was deep. Especially at forward. Yes. Mm. Going to be some excellent players certain, left on that board from 11. Certain forward positions. Yes, that's true. That's true. So I've got 12, 18, and 19 left. God damn it. God, this 19, that 19 draft is just killing us. It's just killing us. I'm looking at it already thinking, I don't want to take any of them. <laughs> they're, they're all going to be perfectly good <laughs> When it gets to players, my turn. Yeah, they're not, all, they might be fine. Not many of them have stepped into the AHL yet. So all, I know, I know. I've got, and the ones that have gotten into the AHL weren't particularly good. Yeah, none of them ripped it to pieces, did they? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go best player available in my opinion at this time. I'm taking 2012, fifth overall, Morgan Riley. Oh, good good choice. I was eyeing him up. I was eyeing him. I really was. Uh, where am I looking? There he is. Morgan. I mean, there's one there's one choice here for me, for you, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think I know. I think I know who it is from the 2019 draft. Nah, it's got to be Andre Svechnikov, hasn't it? Fuck. Do you know what? I think you could hold me, hear me hold my breath for a second then, just because I bought for a second you were actually going from 19. Nah. 2019 draft. It's Jack Hughes. Uh, nah, it's got to be Switch and Gold, isn't it? Got to be Switch and Gold. <laughs> what a player. What a player. 2019, number one overall, I'll take Jack Hughes. That's a bit kind of hamstrung. All right. Interesting. Back to me. Who, uh... <sighs> I just don't know who you're going to go for next. Who? Where are you? Where are you? Light? Nowhere, actually. Nowhere, I'm actually really. Okay. Yeah. You're. We're, we're all pretty. I'm a bit light in D, but that's not the end of the world, is it? No, I mean people have been saying that for years. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey. Mm. Uh, all right. Oh man, I feel like once I take this player, I know exactly what year you're going to. Oh, maybe I don't, because you need... Okay, okay. Okay, okay. I'm interested. You've, you've piqued my interest, Danny. Who are you taking? He's, he's, proven, to, he's proven to me too much that... Like, I, 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 I admitted I was wrong on him. 2014, <laughs> number three overall, Leon Dreisaitl. Oh, my God. I never thought I'd see the day. I'm, I'm glad that you've... Um, I had to say I'm a big your, man on the show. Yeah, absolutely, Who, absolutely. Where, I where, do you, I am where have you got him listed? Centre or wing? Center, center. Like he's, good, I, good center. yeah, I get it. He's played on. Mc... Hey, do you know what the good news is as well? If I want to, when my team gets on the power play, I can stick him up with David's wing if I want to. <laughs> then yeah, you're you're well away. Two for the oh, price of one. That's interesting. Right. That is so interesting. You're a very peculiar man, Dan. I would love, I would love to give this sort of <sighs> these parameters 
to proper analytical people, like real analytical people who will get into the crazy numbers and the crazy sort of machinations of these players and see what they would pick, given the parameters well, we've set there, out. Doesn't Sean Tierney's got like a like a lineup builder tool with like war and stuff like that, doesn't he? Oh, does he? I've never. Do you know what? I've never seen I've it. I've seen it. it. It tends to do the no. rounds at the start of the season. We'll see if we can huh. pump our data. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Have a little look. Try and put these teams in. So I'm going to the 2015 draft again, unsurprisingly. Okay. I'm going to take. He was 10th overall. Oh, little man. Okay. Little man by the name of Miko Rantanen. You might have heard of him. Might have heard of him. You might have heard of him. You've okay. you have made some very interesting selections. <laughs> some extremely interesting selections. Just like like what? Just... Like Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> He's really good, Will. Like, like I've come round on him. He's really, really he, good. He is really good. Really good. Especially with your affinity for, for Taylor Hall as like you know, really good player playing on a really shit team. I'm surprised you <laughs> took Dreisaitl over Jack Eichel. <laughs> hey, Jack Eichel's a really good player. Like, yeah, but let me is. say, parameters dictate that when it got around to it, I couldn't pick him, or there was other people I wanted to pick. You, you could have picked him a minute ago. No, no, but there were. I had players ahead of him, for example. So, like, I had, I had, I need, I wanted to draft Marner instead. And you want you wanted, I wanted to, have to get Eichel instead of Eichel. Yeah, fair play, fair enough. The man's a sucker right. for heart trophy winners or potential heart trophy winners. <laughs> I'm a sucker for people who can score points in this league. I know, call me crazy. <laughs> you're a fucking, you're a renegade, Dan. Oh, dear me. You see, that's just that's just screaming out to me that that's something that needs to happen. I might take another goalie in a minute. I don't know. I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not missing anybody here. But because, but I still, yeah. Oh, there's going to be somebody missed. There's going to be somebody there. There's just got to be registered on our radars at all just because I don't want to get left too much on this side 2011 second overall Gabriel Landeskog mate wing. <laughs> you're such a fucking weirdo what's wrong what is wrong with him he's, he's a perfectly fine player but like you had the pick of the litter with other left wingers mate oh well like fucking I can't say it it's <laughs> like this battleship's mentality of like oh can't tell you what's happening can't tell you what's happening <laughs> it's true alright oh mate where do we go now where do we go who do, who do I fancy I could probably go for a left handed D-man I probably need one is there anyone I fancy anyone I'm in, I'm in the mood for not really <laughs> no <laughs> you know when you look at it, with the, with, again, with the choices that are left because of what we've done, <laughs> that left-handed side, that left-handed D side, looking great, is it? I mean, there are there are perfectly serviceable players, but um, do this I is want, what I didn't want. I, want. I didn't want to get stuck on a side. Somebody looking at one of my any part of my team, going, "Well, that side's fucking awful. What have you done there?" <laughs> I want at least to people say, "Well, he's all right. That's he's, fine. He's balanced enough, isn't he?" He's balanced. Yeah, he's got a decent balance there. He's all right. I'm going for the other side of D from the 2017 draft. Number four overall. Oh, you bastard. It's Calvin Carr. Oh, 
Don't worry about it. It was my next pick. Oh, God, that's really annoying. Excellent. I'm really glad. That's really annoying. That was my next pick. <sighs> yeah, all right. All right, that's fucked up my plans. Okay. <laughs> good. I'm, I'm glad it has. <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> oh, shit. That's who... I don't know who I should have taken, but that's who I've got my eye on next. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So what have we what have we got left now? 2012. We've got uh, 10, 12, 13, 16, 18, 19. So 10, 13 or 16 is uh, who you're going for. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I'm taking the hipster pick. Oh. His name's going in. Elu Tolvanen. Two, two, <laughs> she, remember when he was a thing? 2010. <gasps> oh. Taken 178th. Mr. Mark Stone. Oh, of course, of wing. course. Again, a, another one that I couldn't see the wood for the trees. I, I could not see Mark Stone's name there. Good choice. I like it. All right. All right. Got a new keyboard and the tab button doesn't work very well. I'm going... From the 2016 draft. That left wing, I'm taking Matt Kachuk. Ooh, good choice. All right, okay, okay. Thank you very much. Some some would say m- maybe a better left winger than Gabriel Landeskog. Maybe. Potentially. <laughs> I don't, who, who am I to say, really? Come on then. Griffin Reinhardt, 2012. Let's get it down. <laughs> Let's get it in. Get it in the books. This is so hard. <laughs> So I feel like whatever pick I make now, you're just going to laugh at me. I don't, I don't know if you know if you make a good pick. <laughs> All right, fair point. I'll give you that. <laughs> but I'm now thinking that you're going to make a, a an insane pick. <laughs> I, think, I think you're going to make someone you've not even got listed. Oh, I think I know who you're going to take. No, you've already done that plenty of times. Don't worry about it. I think yeah, I know. Yeah, I think yeah. I know who you're going to take. And if you take this this guy, I'm going to fucking piss myself go on take him take him I know you want I know, I know you want to right as soon as I make this pick you've got to tell me who you thought I was going to take <laughs> just because I'm gl- curious I'll gladly tell you I'll gladly tell you who it is go on take him and then I th- and then I think I think that I think I think you know who I'm going to take but I think okay alright hang on hang on hang on I do like this player I do like this player <laughs> oh it's him it's him 2012? Oh, oh, oh no, I thought you were going a different route. Okay, right, hold on. Um, okay, okay. Nah, I haven't got anyone in 2012 that I'm particularly set on. Who, who? I, just, I just feel, again, I've said before, I just feel with what I've got left, it fills this position, gets me sorted out. Selected 86th overall, I'm taking Colton Pareko, right D. Good, yeah, good choice. I like it. I've All right, who do you think I was going to take? Can I... Go I guess. don't even want to... Right. Can Go I on. guess who I thought... You thought I was going to take? Were you, did you think I was going to take Jake Gensel? Yeah, I did think you were going to take Jake Gensel. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he doesn't, get, he doesn't get nearly enough love. I will say that, though. He's a really good hockey player. Mate, really good. But it would have been... If we were doing, like, a, a, a double decade draft and you'd picked City, I'll give you that. Perfectly acceptable player. But I remember no. when we did the when we did our first our first draft, which is the you know the salary cap one player from each team draft, and I picked Jake Gensel, yeah. and you said something. And I said, Do you know, he's got like 
He's got some like 185 points in 212 games or something. You're like, does he? <laughs> yes, he's really good. You keep standing He's a really in. good player. Keeps you keep smacking him in. in. Do you know who else right. is a really good player who is from the same draft as Mr. Gensel? And who I think has become someone that we've overlooked. <laughs> is it the most underrated player in the history it's of the game? The most underrated player that's ever played the game. <laughs> this, it was between these two for me. Go on. Uh, it's Alex Markov taking a th- yeah, second, yeah, yeah, third, yeah, yeah. whatever he was. Uh, second overall, second he was overall. Taken. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was between Barkov and Pareko. Barkov was like stone. Like I, I had him on my list and I just couldn't see him. I couldn't see him at all yeah, until yeah. just now. Oh, I'm going to be stuck with 2019. Who should I take? Oh, shit. That 2019 draft is such a good little, like, it's like having to pick up a card, isn't it? <laughs> it's a good little, it's kind of a good little fuck you. So I... Oh, 18. Oh, God damn it. Okay, I think there are two you can choose from. Wait, you're picking first next, aren't you? Yeah, so I, uh, yeah. Right, okay, hang on then. Let me look at, well, let me look at what's left. From oh, yeah. decision. Yeah, I think I know who you're going to take. Right, I'll do that then because that's... Yes, that makes more sense for me to do that now because there's more of that there. Uh, 2018, taken fourth overall, yep. I'll take Brady Kachuk. Yeah, nice choice. Very good choice. Good player. Dave, I, actually, I actually thought about that one. They make uh, made good players, that Kachuk family, didn't they? They're all right. They know how to get to the NHL. Oh, right, I should probably take a left winger or a left D I mean yeah as soon as that's what you've kind of got left <laughs> well I'm looking at like because I, I don't want to f- yeah you want to have a bit of space don't you yeah that's what you mean I'm going to take this player because I found out a, a mildly interesting fact about him taken 53rd Ooh. overall it's Nick Robertson who has abs- absolutely ah, okay. torn up the uh, the OHL this year could have set some yeah, only records. because he was only because he was playing with uh, Kirky. With Lily, gosh, that's the thing. If if I wasn't stuck on nineteen, if I had two thousand and seventeen, it'd have been Kirky. Uh, the interesting yeah. fact I learned about Nick Robinson today: he was born on nine eleven. No way. There you go, mate. Wow, Christ, that's a fucking birthday to have, isn't it? Jeez, I'll say, Jesus. Right, this is where it gets really quite interesting now, because interesting for you because you've got to take position. You're drafting base peel off position now. This is this is the last one as well. So we've both I got, got some f- spaces. We've both got five. This is like, this is going to work perfectly. Last go around. It is. Yeah, and we'll end up on 2019. Fucking beautiful. So I've really got a pick. I've got to take a lefty. I've got to take a lefty. I'm glad he's still there. I like it from 2015, especially as this like bungs you up from taking anyone else. Don't you fucking dare. Don't I'm, you fucking dare take your Go on. I'm taking Tommy Shabbat, mate. I'm taking him. Oh! Okay. Okay. Fine. Ooh, who, did that. You, who do you think I was going to take? Doesn't I'm matter. I'm kind of now, annoyed. Because no one can take him. Doesn't matter now. I, th- I thought you'd take Zach Rensky. Nah, I'm, I'm more of a Shabbat guy myself. Fair enough. Fair enough. Where was he taken? 18th. 18th, 18th overall. overall. Good, Very good player. On a very bad team. Ah, I, thought, okay. I, thought, I thought he'd have been your first overall pick. <laughs> All right, shit, this is where it gets fucking... This is where it's going to get a little bit naughty, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> this is the best bit. This is the best bit. Oh. We get down to the meat and potatoes. Oh, fuck. Right. Right, I think I know what I'm going to do. I'm, you've always got to work backwards. Yeah, I'm trying to work backwards because I'm like... 
<laughs> right, I know who I'm going to take in 2019, so that's all right. So I can take other people. You're not taking 19. I'm taking 19. Oh yeah, because I just took 19. Shit, you all just right. took 19. Well, that makes and that works out. That actually works out fine for me. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. I know who I'm going to take in 2018. Then that's even better. So that goes there. I know who you're taking. Yep. I know who you're taking 18. I'd, that's I'd, fine. I'd, okay. I'll just I'll just put him in there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, that's where it's at. What do I need? Lefty, and then my entire fourth line. Well, it might not be fourth line, but... Now, this is where taking from years is proper going to screw people over. Because like, you might have Absolutely. one position that you need filled, and there's only one person of that position available in a certain year. Oh, you just need one of everything. That's pretty naughty, isn't it? Yeah, one of everything. Oh, you need a centre. You need a centre. You've got to take a centre now, should well, oh, there's a couple. There are a couple sitting there. I I don't need to take a centre anyway. So I know, but you know what I'm like. <clears throat> I need that. Love me. I love me a bit of that balance. Love that balance. Right. I've already seen. I've already seen two no-brainer. All right, you're fine. Yes, you're I've got f- one. I've got one, two. You're fine for three, centers. four. You could say four, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. I'll give you four. There's four years with good centers there. Taken okay. seventh overall, Mark Shifley. Oh, interesting. Not on my list. Very underrated player, Mark Shifley. Excellent player. Uh, so 2011. He's a very good player. Yeah. So the centres that I had that I'd have seen you take from, probably Sean Couturier first. Then really? Bra- Bra- I, I, I take Shifley over Couturier. You think so? Well, clearly oh, I just mate. did. Well, clearly <laughs> <Yeah>. I just <laughs> did. Which you really? No way. <laughs> Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. That's interesting. That is uh, Braden Point, Kuzi, Point but, uh, Sagan. Yeah, I, yeah, I had Sagan, Kuznetsov, Shifley, Couturier, and then Braden Point was a uh, merely, maybe, maybe another season I probably would have taken him over Shifley. But this is me being stupid. But I was just thinking more about the style of my team, and I wanted some players who I know would, you know, I love a bit of grit and jam. Will. Shifley can do a bit of grit and jam, can't he? The the man loves grit and jam. So that was so, 2011 you've done, yeah? Yeah. But the play, again, as we said before, at that point, I mean, Sagan, Kuznetsov, Shifley, Couturier, Point, they're all as yeah, good as each other. None to of them are, you know. Yes, yeah, much yeah. isn't it? Right. So I need two winners, one each side. I know exactly who D Man is. Yep. I'm glad we're both on, on the same page for that. Oh, I can't say it. <laughs> He's a relatively interesting player. I'm going to be furious. I don't think I'm going to take who you think I'm going to take. Okay, okay. I don't think at least. Go on, I'll have him. Taken second overall in the 2016 draft. It's, it's Patrick Fortnite line, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm worried that I haven't taken who you didn't want me to take. That always concerns me. Well... Nah, you know. No, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Line is a fine. Yeah, he's a fine choice. Fine oh, he's, choice. He's fine. He'll do. Yeah, yeah. He'll do. <sighs> okay. Though I have stuffed myself a bit there because I can't take Carter Hart now. <laughs> who, I was, who I was umming and ahhing, overtaking. I will take 2010, taken 16th overall, right wing Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah, very good choice. I like it. Yeah. He's a good player. He's a good guy. He uh, well, what's the what's the old saying, Dan? He puts the puck in the net. 
He does indeed. What's not to like about that? What's not to like? What is not to like? I'm struggling a bit with mine. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to do it. From the 2012 draft, I'm taking Freddie Anderson. Okay. <laughs> I think that's the only year with a particularly good goalie left, isn't it? Yeah. 2010 had okay goalies left. There's no there's no goalies left now. That's it. Uh, there's, oh, Christ. there's two that I'd be interested in. I mean, I wouldn't have chosen them, which is why I didn't choose them, but I would have been interested in them. All right, hang on. Give me a second now. Give me a second now. 2013, only choice I could make, obviously. 77th overall, Mr. Jake Gensel. Come on down. Come on down. Uh, moving swiftly on, because I've had all this time to I think mean, I about it. I could have taken Andreas Janssen there, but I just thought Gensel was maybe a bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've made a good choice there. It's a hard one to choose between. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still would have taken Max Domi over Andreas Janssen, personally. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, that's not a bad point. It's, it's decent enough. Anyway. Uh, 2014 draft, uh, left winger Victor Olofsson taken 181st overall is going to be my player. Okay. My last left winger. So who are you going to take? <sighs> right, let me let me think. Oh, see, I thought you were going to take a goalie. I thought you... See, I'd have thought you'd take UC Saros from 2014. 13. Oh, Dude, there's no, I just, there's no goalies I like anywhere from what's left. Yeah, honestly, rather Soros than some like twenty-year-old geezer who's barely even touched the AHL, let alone the NHL. As we've said before, though, you can't prove these goalies aren't going to be awesome. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> you know, shit. You can't prove anything. <sighs> okay, I think I know who you're going to take then. So you're going to go 2017 now, I assume. I am indeed. Very good. And I think you're going to go and take your left defenceman here. Do you really? I, I, well, it's either going to be your lefty or your goalie. I know. And judging, I think you might, to, to play amateur psycho, psycho, psychologist here, if you're not fussed about any of the goalies, you might as well burn your 2019 pick on a goalie and take a, a defenceman. I'm taking this boy based purely off hype. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Take a 15th <laughs> On the hype overall. train. Bought my ticket for the hype train. 15th overall, Eric Brandstrom. There you go. There we go. There you go. Well done. Congratulations. Fuck me. For the 2018 draft, taking first overall, taking Rasmus Darlene. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. And then for your backup goalie, I can only assume there's only one name you're going to take, unless you're going to take somebody else just because fucking whatever. Just to be a dick. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, it's David Ayres. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, thirteenth overall, two thousand nineteen. Spencer Knight. There you go. There you go. That is um. That was good. That was a good one. So looking at it, I mean, mine's clearly better. But said, well, obviously, obviously. <laughs> do you want to? Should we run through? Should we? Do you want to think about some lines, and we'll just compare some lines. Actually, just yeah, we'll just read out positions because they're kind of like putting lines together. The whole of the whole yeah, of the fucking yeah. ball game. No, I'll, give, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. What, do you want to go? Sorry, goalie and work out or centre and work backwards. Yeah, we'll go goalies and work out. Go on, you go first. Cool. So my two goalies are John Gibson and Freddie Anderson. I've got Vasilevsky and Spencer Knight. I should have taken Carter Hart when I had the chance. Oh, but what can absolutely should have. Absolutely should have. So on lefty, I've got Mira Heiskinen, Thomas Shabbat, and then Rasmus Darlene. 
I have Quinn Hughes, Morgan Rowley, Eric Brunstrom. Right idea, I've got Steph Jones, Charlie McAvoy and Kyle McCarr. And I've got John Klingberg, Aaron Eckblad, Colton Pareko. You know, I fancy your right side a bit more than mine, but I prefer my left side to your left side. So there you go. I don't know about that one then, boy. Um, Really? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think think Hastings is better than Hughes. I think Riley and Shabbat is a bit of a wash and Darlene has played meaningful minutes in the NHL. Yeah, true, true. But then I'm a dick, so... What would you really next to do? Wingers or centres? Yeah, go left, right, and then centre. All right, cool. So down the left side, I've got Andrei Svechnikov, Matthew Kachuk, almost said Brady, uh, Victor Robertson, and Nick Robertson. And I've got Taylor Hall, Gabriel Landeskog, Jake Gensel, and Brady Kachuk. Very nice. On the right, I've got Nikita Kucherov, Mika Rantanen, Patrick Laine, and Capo Kako. Fucking don't worry about it. Story about mine, mate. David Pasternak, Mitch Marner, Mark Stone, Vlad Tarasenko. Oh, yeah, you've got the, obviously got the better right side because you've got four good players and I've only got three. Uh, keeps you up at night, that line does. That, that side does. That said, that said, down the, down the middle of the park, the most important areas on the ice, I've got Nathan McKinnon, I've got Austin Matthews, I've got Elias Pettersson, and I've got Alexander Barkov. It's over for you, mate. It's over. <laughs> Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Mark Shifley, and Jack Hughes. Don't don't even fucking worry about it. There's some good teams though. So your your two two thousand nineteen players. That's that's the interesting thing. So where you've used a two thousand nineteen pick on a goalie, that means I've got two two thousand nineteen skaters, and you've only got one. Yeah. So yeah, two two members of my fourth line are going to be eighteen year olds, but I still. Nick Robertson and Capo Caco centred by whoever Barkoff or any of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Do you know what? I'll I'll say this now. I think you I think you've edged this one just based purely off your centres. Maybe <sighs> I'd like to think so. But then I but then I see I prefer I prefer both my wings to your wings. I really do. Like I say, I think my right wing is I've got four, you've got three, and my left wing. All my guys are NHL-ready players, good to go. They're all fitting in and playing well already. Whereas you've got maybe, like, oh, maybe they'll do something. I think a I've couple got... Of them. Oh, I don't know about that. Like, Svechnikov and Kachaka here to stay already. Yeah, but, but, then, but then Olufsen and Robertson... Yeah, that's not... That's not. Good. There isn't, like, the depth of, of time there is there to pick from. But, like you say, you've got that centre depth all the way through. Whereas my... Like, McDavid, Dreisaitl, or Shifley, all fine. But then throwing Jack Hughes and you're thinking well I hope he turns out into something really at the I hope end. he does alright <laughs> yeah interesting again though interesting again God, a very good one very very good so one. fascinating the way these go I love doing these so much just to see because obviously we don't know which way it's going to go do we I never in a million years thought I'd be down to picking a goalie from like well Spencer Knight basically I thought at some point I would have taken a backup goalie to see me through and I just never I just didn't I don't know why that's, that's the thing isn't it it's, it's all like adapting on the fly and yeah you can't it's not like you spend a couple of you know an hour putting together a team especially with this format where you're blocked off from getting other players and stuff absolutely yeah okay so we should quickly mention some of the some of the players not taken like from 2010 yeah tyler sagan ryan johansson kuznetsov uh do 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 else we got johnny goudreau not taken 
Jonathan Huberdeau, Couturier, Mika Jabinijad, Dougie Hamilton. What else have we got? Let's, 2012. Who, who's first overall? How many first overall picks didn't get taken? So he should didn't. Nico Heesha. Heesha didn't get yeah. taken. Who was eight? Um, who was two, Who was eighteen? Two thousand one. Who was first in eighteen? Dolly. Oh, Darlene. You took Dolly. Darlene. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Hall did. Nugent Hopkins, two thousand eleven, was left off. Yakupov, obviously. That's who I was trying to think of. Nugent Hopkins. Um, no, you said Ekblad, Artem McKinnon. Yeah, Yakupov. Yeah, that's it. Not that many that were that were abandoned. Three. But then you know what? The more, oh God, I said I've said it a million times, but the more you go through these drafts, it's just a crapshoot. It's just a crapshoot. We're announcing play like Mark Stone, 178th. Jake Gensel, 77th. Nikita Kucherov, 58th. Pasternak, 25th. And then there are guys who were taken second or third and were just, no, I'd never take that guy. It's because you're drafting 17-year-olds who are playing in a variety of leagues at a variety of levels with a variety of teammates all around the world. It's like, you know, we... we like you said about Taylor Hall, to, to, to wrap it all up, like... Taylor Hall's a really good player, but he's played in really bad teams. So to an extent, yeah. the results haven't been there. So you'd say, well, he's, he's not a winner, so we won't take him. And you could have could have had that. Maybe Nikita Kucherov was playing in like the, the junior league in Russia and he was playing in a really shit team and didn't have any players with him. So he's a 17-year-old trying to do too much or whatever and he looks worse and etc. etc. Especially when you get to the NHL level and you've got to have you've got to take into account that scouting is a skill in its own right. So it's about who you scout, when you scout, and where you scout them, and who's actually scouting them. There's so many variables. Or not, as the case may be. Yeah. It's not a skill. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's lucky anyone gets fucking drafted. It's, that's, why, that's why they say it, don't they? It's so many different things have to happen for you to get to the NHL and then become a good NHL player. And half of it's just mental, just mental toughness and being in the right place or doing the right thing, or you just seem to catch a break or something, and off you go. It just all the stars have to align, as it were. Indeed, indeed they do. All right, fantastic. Oh, great stuff, great stuff. All right, thank you everyone for listening. Will, any last words? Uh, now, nah, let's get this done before my wife gets home in all of 10 minutes. And we will do. Take care, folks. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.